Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because a day is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. I don't know about you, but it is important, especially uh, in our hearts. It is important for us to remember that Jesus loves you and that no matter what happens, he's in control. No matter what happens, especially on Tuesday, which will be for a later episode. uh, I think in today's episode will be for a later one. But no matter what happens on Tuesday, God is still sovereign at the end of the day. No matter what happens, especially how people are going after each other, God still loves you. Because this is not our temporary home. This is our temporary home. We're, we are crossing the finish line. We're continuing the path that God has set for us. Because he's a merciful father and he's a gracious father. But all we can do is to reach out and minister to others. And God is still good and he'll provide you the right comfort. He'll provide you the guidance that you need. And that, and that is why it is crucial that we build a connection with ourselves. Known as building a relationship with other people. Building a relationship with, our, with God and with us. Because if we don't have a good connection and a good mindset, then our other relationships that we have are also going to be affected. And with this in mind, we are going to dive in and just uh, in Matthew chapter 22. And it reads, uh, well, before that, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you. Lord, we are, some, we are at some serious times in our life, serious trials that we're facing. So, Lord, I pray that you can just provide us comfort and peace. Knowing that you can just um, hear our prayers, Lord. And help us to build a relationship with ourselves. And maybe take some, take some time and, and look at our hearts, especially, Lord. Look at our lives and what we did. Because it's important that we fight for what is right, Lord. We fight for uh, your sovereignty. We fight for the people that they can know you because you are a sovereign God. And we know that you can do all things because you provide us the hedge of angels that we need. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I just pray that you are still a merciful Father. Lord, hear our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So in Matthew chapter 22, verse 1, it reads, Jesus spoke to them again in parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Verse 4, Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. Verse 5. But they paid no attention and went off. 
on his field, on his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, "The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to invite to the banquet anyone you find." So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. Verse eleven. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, "How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend?" The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, "Tie him or tie him hand or tie him hand and foot and throw him outside." Into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen, and amen. For many are invited, but few are chosen. For many are invited, but few are chosen. You know, I absolutely love that verse. For many are invited, and that kind of correlates with my. Uh, my my finish line or the the this uh my the finish line phrase because especially in this day and age i've noticed this that the narrow gate that god stated that um is like shorter than or it's a lot narrower than i thought it was before i really grew a relationship with jesus and before i really developed a relationship and really understood what he meant I thought if you just said you're a Christian, just the fact that you stated you're a Christian, you were going to automatically go to heaven. But I think that changed over time. It changed over meeting people, and it changed over to the fact now that says that everyone states they're a Christian, but they're really not. It's it matters within your heart. It also matters what you do. For instance, we look at a certain individual. Um, we'll state this. Um, <clears throat> if you state that you're a car, it doesn't mean you're a car, does it? No, it doesn't. If you also state that you quack like a duck and act like a duck, are you a duck? No, or you are not a duck. You are actually individual, and that's how we should say with our faith. And that's what God is going to intend us. He's going to uh, judge us on that by stating that have what have you truly done under my name uh, for my kingdom? How have you benefited my kingdom? And you know, <clears throat> it's interesting that the gate or the finish line is like a single path, unlike before when I first of all changed. And the cool thing is, what really changed then, what can change you on the perspective of this, is just devoting yourself to God, building a stronger connection with the Bible, and building a stronger connection with other people, and especially God. Because when you build a, a bigger connection, when you build a connection with Him, you can relate—not relate—you can like be more dependent upon Him, and you can also just call upon Him anytime. And not only that, but you get a sense of uh, development, and you get a sense of uh, maturity when you um, when you call upon God, and when you have a stronger connection with you, 
or even with yourself. Verse 15 states, um, And then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with Hedron's uh, teachers. They said, or teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to what they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? And this is the best answer that Jesus could ever give. And um, because a lot of us state that today in our, in our generation, is it good to pay taxes? Well, of course it is good to pay taxes. And does it hate that our taxes are really high? Yes, but we are hypothetically given to what is Caesar's, which is to the government, sadly. And we can't really complain about it because we're being in accordance with Jesus Christ and what he's commanded. But his response was absolutely phenomenal. But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used to show me the coin used for paying the tax. They bought him or they brought him a denarii and asked him, Whose image is this? And those and whose inscription? Caesar's. They replied. Then he said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and uh, to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left and went away. And that is absolutely funny to have that kind of a, uh, a mindset and a response. And yes, but also it instills in us. Anyway, like we have the purpose of having paying taxes and the purpose of it is so we can hold the government accountable. So we can hold um, back in the day so they could hold Caesar accountable. Because if you do not pay your taxes, not only is it against the law, but you really can't say much about anything because they're not uh, contributing to the society. And verse 23 continues and states, The same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now, there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother, right on down to the seventh. And finally, the woman died. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven? Um, whose wife will she be of the seven? Since all of them were married to her. Jesus replied, You are in error. You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people neither marry nor give, be given to, in marriage, but they would be like angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am, the, I am 
the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. I absolutely love that. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Amen. And amen. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. And we continue on with the greatest commandments. Now, this would be the greatest commandment that we uh, must, what we still have to follow to this very day. <clears throat> hearing, the, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest command in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest command. And the second is like, like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. I absolutely love that. Because to me, verse 37 means that before I have to love others, I have to love myself. Before others, before loving others and trying to impact somebody's life, I have to make sure that my life is also in accordance with God, in accordance with his command. Or I'm going down the wrong narrow path. And I'm not following his greatest command. And that is also one of the hardest commands we ever have. That is also the, the biggest command that I think this world has struggled and will struggle until Jesus comes. And I'm sure you probably know why, because we live in a sinful world. So one thing could probably just get us mad, just like... Uh, a couple of things get me mad and it's hard to love another person. But when I don't love the other person, that means I don't really love God. And when I do love God, it means I love a people. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what they are. And I would love them by holding them accountable. I love them by making sure that they find who God is and they find a way to change their old habits, just like how I had to change my old habits when I grew a closer relationship with God and how I had to find a closer relationship with Jesus. So I had to give died with the old, which is old sinful habits and be born with a new perspective of life. Verse 41, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son's? No one could say a word in reply, and from that day, no one dared to ask him any more questions. 
I'm pretty much, that's pretty much where I can't really challenge you. I'm not going to say anything to that because uh, Jesus says it the best himself. But I think that's also important to look at this. So, uh, highlighting verse 22, verse 37 through 39 is the two greatest commandments. One of the things we notice from the story of the encounter between Moses and his father-in-law is that Moses loses his contact with himself. He is overworked and had sent his wife and children to his father-in-law so that he could manage all his work. When his father-in-law decided to take his daughter back and sees how exhausted Moses is, he asks him why, why, he does, why does he do it to himself? Why does Moses do it to himself? Works himself to death. Moses has placed the locus of control, which is the location of control, outside of himself and blamed the people. I wonder if he gained insight when he heard himself, the people come to me to get a ruling from God. Exodus 18.15 There is an ego need for acknowledgement and acceptance, which drives him to say, and prevents him from setting good boundaries by saying no. Even though he work anyway his workload causes us fatigue and pain, he gains something that he needs emotionally, acknowledgement from people. Though this meeting he gained insight and his life changed. His life with his family changed. Through this story, it looks as though he developed a relationship with God. He finally acknowledged that God will take care of him. And that's what caused the family to gain its relationship. That's what caused him to grow closer with God because he finally realized that God is awesome and he is, he is a true provider. And so you are more than invited to think about a time when you experienced a deep connection. Like, for instance, when you... When you for, uh, went for a hike out in the woods or you looked out on a beautiful ocean view, you looked to yourself and you pondered, how awesome is this? This is an awesome, awesome time. How can, like, there's got to be some God out there and that God created all this. That is a deep connection. That is the acceptance and the acknowledgement that you are growing and you are therefore stepping closer to paradise. And an encounter where you felt seen, heard, felt, and accepted. Think about the person, the place, and how you experienced it. And how you felt, what you sensed, and what happened to you. And as we kind of conclude it, Thank him for the experience and share your story with someone close to you. Now, I absolutely love the just this week of Lent or this time of Lent. And it is brought to you by uh, a Lent Guide 2023. Places we go. And that's part of the places we go is building a closer connection with ourselves. With ourselves, we mean with God. Stopping in the busyness of life. And maybe going for a road trip or maybe going for um, just time away from a technology. Maybe fasting, 
um, uh, maybe a basketball team, taking some time and reading the opening up God or hearing some Christian music that you probably never heard. And that way you build a deeper connection. And with this in mind, we're going to wrap it up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. Lord, we know that you are an awesome Father. And I pray that you can help, you can just can help us to be obedient unto you, Lord. Help us to be compassionate. Help us to be focused on you. And also, Lord, help us to be radiant and be excited to build a relationship with you. And I pray that we look at our hearts. We look at ourselves and we think to ourselves, where is the misconnection? Who am I missing in my life? That, might, that is you, Lord, we are missing. And Lord, I just pray that that void, that loneliness void, gets filled up with your love and with your mercy. Because like what you did at the wedding banquet, Lord, in that parable, we don't want to be the one that is going to be thrown out. Though we say that we are Christians, we might not act like it. Though we are Christians, we might not uh, <laughs> show love and mercy to others. And we might not love others. But we say that we're Christian. So, Lord, I just pray that you can work on those two commands. Love, uh, love you as we love ourselves. And love your neighbor as yourselves as well. Even if it asks seeking for um, forgiveness, Lord. I just pray that you can just um, ask for a heart of forgiveness. Forgive a brother or sister for what they might have done to us. That way, Lord, we can develop a relationship and we can grow closer to you. And in Jesus' name we pray. And Lord, before we conclude, I pray that you give us the strength and the energy to continue the path that you have set before us so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, with this in mind, guys, I hope you have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Have a good night. Bye.